to due south by southeast i'm detective squee and with me as always is mountie michelle and of course dotty baker and uh this week oh i mean of course this is a show which gives due south its dues i'd make a joke here but michelle wouldn't get it anyway (laughs) i mean all, all the weeks and you still didn't get the just rhyme something I know, it's like the weird thing was, you were like, oh, you know, you, you said we're going to do this, but and we started, and I was just thinking, what are you talking about? Anyway, we're just, anyway. Do, we're just doing what well, last week's show. So that, that joke's gone. It's just not happening anymore. So we're just the show which gives juice out to you, and we're happy with that. Yes. Michelle. Jeez. <laughs> Redeem yourself by telling the good oh, listeners. Okay. What are we drinking tonight? Well, we're still on last week's. We're still drinking our way through. The Bacardi and the Mount Gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so last week we had a double rum, so we're just continuing with those two rums because we, we want to make sure we drank both on the podcast. Yeah. Sadly enough, we really care about this. We think this stuff through, it's like, it doesn't count if we don't actually open them both during the record. Then and it would be cheating. And also, I think it's a little bit fitting that we're drinking the Mount Gay as it has been Hampshire Pride Week and Very weekend. true, yes. yes. Uh, I was in Winchester. Uh, we'll go straight into how was your week. Yeah. Uh, I was in Winchester uh, where I work uh, as a, a support worker. And there were uh, the, one of the guys I was helping out. Uh, we were walking through Winchester and I saw the uh, Pride flags in every window, especially of the fashion shops. And it was really cool. Um and I was thinking, like, oh, there must be something going on. It must be some sort of Pride weekend or March or something. Went down, and the further you got into town, the more people there were in, in some really cool outfits and obviously in a very celebratory mood. And the, the guy who I was working with, who's pretty non-verbal, he makes sounds, but he doesn't really speak per se. So when he was seeing uh, uh, these people going past dressed... Uh, gaily i meant as in brightly i almost said that just i wasn't trying to do that but anyway gaily in the old-fashioned term and the modern-fashioned uh, use of the term he kind of was lit up going hey hiya hello <laughs> they were just they were so happy to see him he was so happy to see them and we stopped to the end of the kind of uh, high street and the parade started coming through and he was just agog, like with joy at just seeing these people. They were like playing instruments and they're making loads of noise, really happy. And uh, and he just stood there and I guess, that's fine. We can stay here and watch this for a minute. We stood there for a good minute and we were loving it. Both of us. I was getting really into it. it was, 
I almost welled up by the fact that this uh, guy who in, connects with the world differently, shall we say, mm. kind of was so... All he saw was a celebration, and that's how it should be. And he doesn't see any gay, straight, or whatever. Like, he just sees some people having a party, and isn't that awesome? How how we should all see it, how mm. I think we see it, and, you know. Yeah. But it was lovely. Uh, and then we got a minute, and I was going, bloody cold out, though, isn't it? Should we get going? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I love my uh, LGBT brothers and sisters, but I also like warmth. <laughs> I don't do cold, I'm sorry. It's but... been bloody freezing this weekend. Look, if I was in the march, I would happily... Like, that would have kept me warm, if yeah. nothing else. I would have quite happily done it. But uh, I wasn't, I was working, so... Yeah, cold out. Michelle, how's your week been? Oh, a bit crappy. Yeah? Just extra hours, been working a lot. Nothing exciting happened this, for me this week. Yeah, it is worth saying to the dear listener that... Um, Either of us might fall asleep in the show. We are both so tired. This is going to be perhaps the lowest energy podcast we've done to date. Look, we've got some rum to pick us up. It will help us through. It does seem to be working already. We've also had bloody hot flavoured crisps. Yeah, we have. Our mouths are on fire and our taste buds are joyous with Mount Gay rum. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say to that sentence. Let's move on. <laughs> Have you got into the, uh, 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 like, yeah, the, the joyful exuberance of the gay community <laughs> for tonight? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Because I've got gay friends who would talk like that. I'm not drawing on any stereotypes. That's literally people I know who talk like that who are gay. There are some gay people who like that. I'm sorry. It's not a stereotype. Some some of the gay community like that. <laughs> well, some of the straight community too. Yeah, yeah, let's face it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty fruity on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> For a couple of uh, cis straight people, yeah, yeah, we're pretty pretty fruity. <laughs> <laughs> but Michelle. Yes. It's of course one order of business that right. the podcast would not be complete mm. without. Thank you, Johnny White Trash. Okay, so uh, Michelle, well, what inductees have you got this week? I haven't got anyone. Had one job, Michelle. <laughs> Had one job. Oh, that was not my job this week. <laughs> I have to say, I, I I text you. I text you at least two hours before the thing going. Oh, shall we record an episode of Juice South by Southeast? It's for me tonight. And I was at work. I had no time. What was I supposed to do? Go up to the patients and say, "Hey, you, can I induct you?" You see, no. you see what you could have done. You could have talked to some doctors. You know. I don't think we've got any doctors in the list yet, have we? No, I don't... See, this would have been an opportunity. Yeah. Missed opportunity. It was a missed opportunity there. Luckily, not even I, but Dottie's been on the case. Oh, well done, Dottie. She was going, the list's been pretty racist so far. No dogs in there so far. (laughs) So, uh, and I did try and point out to her that, that maybe perhaps this isn't really quite... A dog, it's more of a... Well, look, she wants to bring in her uh, toy puppy. She wants to add to... puppy. Puppy, she wants to add to, to Mini Monster Club. So we're going to add puppy. Just puppy. for Dottie. And this isn't a pathetic attempt just to add another name <laughs> when we haven't bothered to look up any or get anyone involved this week or had any tweets or anything. It isn't that, no, Michelle. No, this, Dottie wanted this. Dottie wanted this. She told me with her eyes. <laughs> It doesn't even bark. I can't even say she in any way said it. 
Okay. Other than with her eyes. Well, puppy is at number 36 on the list. Is it number puppy 30? in brackets. Okay, in brackets. Dottie's puppy. Dottie's puppy. Yeah. There we go. Okay, That's Dottie. done for you, Dottie. She's on there, done. she's on there. She's there. Oh, she looks happy. Okay, maybe we can induct a purple dino next week if you really care that much. We'll see, okay? Gosh, she's never really happy. She's got a little bit huffy then. Yeah, yeah, she does that. Anyway, Diva. so, yeah. Much like Diva Baker. Diva Baker. <laughs> which, hashtag Diva Baker. <laughs> I think this is where she's got it from. With. She's just watched yourself and she's... And this, Diva Baker has just rubbed off onto Dottie. Yeah, that's the hashtag for this week, which no one's going to use his hashtag Diva Baker. Diva Baker. Although, somehow, once again, I'm in awe of the fact that there's about 100 people every week who listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over 100 people every week. Not by much, but just over 100, like, by the end of the week or just after. Okay. That's awesome. A hundred more than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. This was just a <laughs> bit of a crack, really, to be honest with you. So, yeah, uh, thank you all. I'm putting it down to our professionalism. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Okay. Anyway, so let's... Uh, so what's what episode were we watching this week, Michelle? Uh, we were watching A Cop, A Mountie and A Baby. Which... Uh, from memory and not obviously looking on AMTV and certainly not stalling while I try and bring it up on my phone at all after accidentally looking on my tablet, which isn't what I looked it up on. Uh, so from memory, not IMDb, Michelle, uh, I think the plot goes thus. Fraser and Ray find a baby left in the back of Ray's car, leading them to search for the mother who abandoned it whilst trying to figure out the father's true motives for wanting his baby back. That's how I yeah. thought of it anyway, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, um, yeah. So thank you, IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> and to, thank you to uh, Scooby Sky, Ooh. who put that plot summary on IMDb. Yeah, not, not a bad summary. Yeah. And and pretty great episode. It's, um, it's one of those ones which, for the most part, and this is not an insult to any episode of G South, it was a general good stock episode of mm. G South. Really nice moral to it. A strong stock episode, if you will, but not one of the kind of ones which sets it alight. You know, there's some episodes which are just stone... St- died in the wall? Is that the phrase? Died in the wall? Don't know if I've heard that phrase before. It could be right. Yeah, I think it's died in the wall. Um, classic. Like, yeah, it means a really strong class. Anyway, not one of those kind of episodes which are kind of top ten. Mm. But it's a really great, solid Due South episode. But Diefen Baker did manage to elevate it quite a bit. This is a Diefen Baker heavy yeah, episode. He's a little episode stealer. I what we were saying is. last week, in the second part of the two parter, Diefen Baker was a little bit absent. He was. We think he had a good contract where it said, Look, if I'm heavily in one episode, then you've got to come back. I will do a certain amount of minutes average per episode per series, and that's what you got me for. He's being hashtag diva baker. Yeah, that's what we think. Yeah. And Dottie is now trying to be a little diva herself. Well, when isn't she? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what is no. it that uh, Ray says? You let a wolf save your life one time and they <laughs> never let you hear the end of it. <laughs> it was, I felt like it was kind of a nice coming together episode again. Togetherer. Togetherer. No, coming together episode. <laughs> Oh, is it now? <laughs> yes. We lovely. We're going to be in Hampshire right now, have we? Well, we are in Hampshire. 
By the way, the Wurzels are playing uh, here in December. Amazing. At the Engine Rooms. Nice. You going to come along? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the 4th. This is the day before my birthday, oh, so we could do that. Awesome. Like, it's part of the birthday weekend. Anyway, we're just... Yeah, yeah sorry, now. there's a podcast going on. By the way, the Wurzels, if you haven't heard of it out there, uh, please look them up. Like, I've got a brand new Combine We've Harvester. Got, I've got a Harvester? brand new Harvester. Yeah, I know what I meant. Um, <laughs> what's the other ones? I'm a cider drinker. Oh, the hits, they just keep on coming. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. That's for our Wurzels podcast coming <laughs> June just... 2019. Yeah. I know why June, but one. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say December because, you know, just after we'd seen them, maybe we'd start one. No, we're going to see them, wait six months for no good reason, <laughs> and then we're going to do it. Yours makes far too much logical sense. All right, I'm, you're obviously more tired than I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> very much so. I did, well, I did tell you this, the other thing that happened to me this week. We will get into you stuff in a second. I got a mess from, message from my housemate saying... Um, Squee, by the way, uh, I don't know if you know she did this, but uh, your guinea pigs, when you were mucking them out, um, you put in the recycling, which I know biodegradable. I know technically that that stuff will recycle, but uh, probably not what uh, uh, Southampton City Council had in mind when they Mm. put out the recycling bin was to put guinea pig shit in it. Probably not. So I had to put on some rubber gloves and transfer it into (laughs) the regular bin. So, yeah, I'm a bit tired this week. <laughs> it doesn't show. When I got back here, I was like, please say I haven't put the guinea pigs in the TV, which is impressive now they're flat screens or fed the TV. No, it's not. Fed the TV? Well, yeah, fed the TV with guinea pig food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, tried to change the channel on the guinea pig cage. You know, it's... Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, three... That was an episode. Uh, a man, a mountie, a cop, a baby, a, baby. a horse... Um... No, no horses. Oh, right. Okay. There was a baby, a very cute baby. Yeah. And so... a man that kept getting topless. Well... Which I'm, I'm not complaining about. And who was that man? Um, can't think of his actual name. The Hulk. Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk? The Hulk. Played by Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo's in this episode. Mm. This is, I think we mentioned this in our pilot episode when we were talking about celebrities who were in this over the years. He's one of them. It, I mean, yeah. it's phenomenal that, uh, I mean, just shows you, I mean, he's quite young in this, mm. but he looks great now. Like, he's got to be in his mid to late 40s maybe now, and he's playing the Hulk, and he mm. does it so well. He is so good in those films. Got uh, one of his early starts back here in Due South. Yeah. That makes me proud right there. Yeah, and he's looking good. He, he His shirt's off a lot. I mean, I thought hurt. he looks like Enrique Iglesias, but oh, now I've shush. looked up some photos. I think that's oh. a ridiculous dance that I put. That I took, All right, I put to. anyone at home that's watching this. I, watching I this? Watching this. Have yes. they got a spy cam in our room, in my front room? Hey, it's possible. You know, I don't know if you've got one of these smart TVs, but I hear that you, people can watch you through your smart no, TVs. No, my TV's perfectly done. Oh, okay, so there won't be anyone watching. But if you're listening, yeah, and there might be someone listening. <laughs> yeah, apparently 100 people a week. Fuck nice how, but... Yeah, I thought he looked like a um, a young... Rick, Ricky? <laughs> Ricky. Ricky Inglésius says he's known to his friends. Um, <laughs> Is that going to be the next not, one? Not there's Enrique, there's... Uh, what's the other one? Well, his dad is Julio. Julio. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the grandson of the lot will be Ricky. 
<laughs> yeah, well, he's just had twins. I don't know what he's named them. You were thinking of Ricky really? Martin, weren't you? No. <laughs> Enrique. He looks like a young Enrique Iglesias, or as I like to call him, <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but then we looked at the pictures of Enrique Iglesias, and you go, no younger. And I pull up a younger one. No younger. It's like, this is him in Hero. This is the first thing he did. It's like, him as a top younger. younger. <laughs> this is him a feature in Belgium. Younger. It's... <laughs> No, I just, I feel like I've seen a picture of him somewhere where he looked like that. I couldn't quite find it tonight. <laughs> maybe it's something I've Might not exist. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just in my imagination. It's possible, I'm tired. It's possible. I mean, I even pulled up a picture trying to let you off going, I suppose this one a little bit, you go, no younger. <laughs> <laughs> trying to give you an olive branch here. Well... If anyone else out there thinks he looks like a young Enrique... Enrique? <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell. I, I'm sorry, listeners. I, I cannot say it correctly now. <laughs> this is going to go so hard off the rails. <laughs> it's been getting edited as well, by the way. If you spend five minutes just laughing, that's all that's going to be on this podcast. <laughs> Pull yourself together, woman. <laughs> I was talking about how professional we were going to be before we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely no, not going to happen. It's gone. Oh, dear. I mean, on a good week, that ain't going to happen. And this ain't a good week. <laughs> anyway, so Enrique Iglesias was in the episode of his top-off a lot. I think that's where we got Yeah, to. yeah, that yeah. Right? yeah? And I <laughs> seem to remember, as we were discussing before, in an episode of Grey's Anatomy, they had uh, one of the guy doctors whose name, Karev. Do you know Grey's Anatomy at all? No, I don't watch it. He had his shirt off and he was hugging a baby and apparently his thing towards babies bonding, which apparently works most effectively with the shirt off. I seem to remember they said this is a dad thing, like, you know, because the woman breastfeeds. Yeah, so I suppose you naturally men. get that through breastfeeding. So there's something. I love the fact you almost cut <laughs> your boob to make that point. <laughs> Jeez, for sure. I could have worked out what you meant. Uh, so, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, so, yeah. So I seem to remember they were saying this is the thing that, that men can do. Anyway, you have to watch. If you watch Crazy Anatomy, you might remember that episode. Michelle, shall we play our first clip? Please. <laughs> this is now going to... Jesus Christ. Uh, so, this first clip... Oh, actually, it? I think we need to introduce the clip by saying... Um, so, there's... Just very briefly, so that, you know, shirtless Enrique, or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> so, that there's a baby. And this man, he's got a gambling problem. He's got some debt. It appears, at the beginning, like he's going to sell the baby to get the money. And you were saying, it can't be that, though. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I couldn't possibly think that's, that's going to happen. Um, so the woman is trying to escape the flat um, with the baby after this man has just been threatened. And she's trying to find a Mountie. She's asking people on the street, you know, have you seen a Mountie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes up to do homeless people and she's, she's asking them, you know, do you know where the Mountie is? <laughs> Have you got an appointment? Yeah. <laughs> that was got classic. An appointment? Like he's got some homeless secretaries. Yeah. And they Vinny. Yeah. Vinny the guy. Yeah, Vinny. And um, Natalie's the one. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Uh Louise. Natalie's her real name. And it amused me that you you kind of saw these um homeless people as as this as his secretaries. Well yeah, 
yeah, that, that's what it seemed like. It's like, have you got an appointment? Uh, let, me, let me see your uh, appointment card. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the, the, the Mantis running a bit late today. <laughs> and they knew exactly where he was as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was nice. That was classic South mm. kind of set up and... Uh, Classic idea of the world of Benny that uh, he'd have a couple of homeless guys who just take it upon themselves. I'm guessing he was too gracious to go. It's like, no, that isn't necessary. Or maybe he said that and they've gone and say, no, it's fine, we'll keep an eye. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on your books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been great if they pulled out a diary and go, uh, oh. no, if you haven't got a point, you're pretty booked up today. <laughs> So anyway, so then we go to the diner where uh, Ray and Benny are, are sat and they have a conversation mm-hmm. about Ray's hair, which really doesn't have much bearing on the episode. It was just so funny. I just wanted to include it. I, I love classic But it was Ray a re- reoccurring um, conversation as well throughout the episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Though it had no bearing on it at all. That's the texture they put mm. in these episodes. These things which... Don't connect to the plot necessarily. Sometimes they even do manage to link in in a weird way later on. Hmm. But either one, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just texture. It just makes it seem like a more real thing when they just have these moments of... It's the very Benny Bonding moments. Yeah. It's really nice. So so here's, here's such an example. <laughs> There's something wrong with your life, right? No, there's something wrong with my hair, and that reflects on my life. Your hair is who you are, Fraser. It makes a statement. Oh, I see. Take coffee. Please. What does it say? What? Your hair. What's it say? At the moment? Well, let's see. It's uh, straight and slicked back, so I guess it's got that mess with me and you're dead style. Good for the job. The contouring around the ears, that's unexpected. Uh, that says, watch out, this guy might be dangerous. And then the uh, feathering around the back, well, that's a nod to the female demographic. So, what's it saying? It's saying deadly and dangerous, but not afraid to cry. Really? Well, what does my hair say? Oh, that's not hair, Frazier, that's a pelt. I love the fact that uh, Ray always, or sorry, Benny always buys into whatever crap Ray's putting out. Yeah. And he's always fascinated. He's always like, well, look, I'm really going to hear it out. I'm really going to listen to what you're talking about, no matter how insane it may seem. And then as soon as Benny enters into himself, goes, well, that's where my hair look. No, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. pelt. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh. Especially seeing as it's got that thing of like, it reminds me of when I used to go clubbing. It's a friend of mine who used to only be known as Dancing Man in the Nexus. Oh, yeah. And he'd always be, yeah, you see, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, my mate Jim, he'd be up on stage, you'd have girls flocked around him, and he'd spend all night up on the stage. He would only drink water because he wasn't a drinker. And he'd always say, I would be there, my fat drunk self, <laughs> dancing very badly on stage next to him when I could be asked to dance. And he goes like, oh, no, I think the girls are around you. No, they're not. They're around you. Like he was, And he genuinely make, meant it. He was genuinely so humble. And that's Ray. That's Benny, sorry. That's, he, he genuinely will listen. Even though, demonstratively, Ray's hair is much worse than Benny's. Almost absent. <laughs> it's cool. Next night. Did you say next night? Note. 
Oh, no. It's okay. yeah, that that my might be a bit blocked up. Right. <laughs> is that better? Is that what you want me yeah, to do on mic? Do you want me to sniff on mic? Thank you for that. Thanks a lot. So the, Sniff anyway. Dottie snoring in the background isn't distracting enough. Oh, don't give me that look, Dottie. <laughs> oh, the look then, the look. I liked that um, after they leave the cafe, and, you know, Vinny, he's desperately trying to find this woman who's run off with a baby... And so they're just stood outside the cafe looking in a window and Vinny comes running past, knocks into Benny. And Benny is the one that turns around and goes, oh, pardon me. He didn't move. <laughs> it was the it was Vinny that ran into him. But yeah. He turns around and he's like, oh, sorry. Okay, classic Benny. He's always, yeah, always apologising. Lovely little obviously. Benny moment yeah. then. It's like, that wasn't your fault. Was that before or after they went had the car moment with Dave? That was before. Yeah. Yeah, that was before because then they go to the car afterwards. Because that's that's one of yeah. my uh, favourite early moments of this yeah. episode is when they're going towards the car, and uh, Ray and uh, Benny are having the argument over whether or not it's a good idea to put a uh, child into custody into an orphanage, and uh, Ray's trying to talk around. It's like, what's well, procedure? It'll be fine. No, they're all good. They're not Dickensian or anything like that, <laughs> like they used to be. And uh, and Benny's arguing with him a bit, but he goes like, uh, well, no, okay, if it's procedure then. And he goes to put the baby in, and then <laughs> Deef gives the nauseous go, it's like, what, what? It's okay, sorry, no, it's procedure, but, uh, Deef. <laughs> yeah. Benny's like trying to explain procedure to him, and uh, so he goes, sorry, he just has a philosophical difference of opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down... Yeah, that was it. Deep has a philosophical objection. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful terminology. The, the acting mm. on that wolf. I'm not being funny, but sometimes the expressions... And obviously there's a bit of editing and training and stuff. But the characterization on that wolf's face, it does tell a story. It looks like exactly what they're meant to be having her, him say. Beautiful. Yeah, he is beautiful. He's, he's worth being a diva. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Diva Baker. <laughs> Diva Baker. Um, yeah, we also commented, um, you know, they've got this baby. They go into, they go back into the cafe and all of a sudden these women are just all around Benny. Benny is holding oh, the yeah. baby, he's feeding him with a bottle and the women are just flocked around him, aren't they? And much like the women of the Nexus around <laughs> yeah. Dancing Man or My Mate Jim, as I know him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ray wasn't very amused, was he? He's like, oh, I, come on! I do love this thing as well, though. Uh, they're, uh, these women... And this is a kind of hypocrisy which you can very readily point out around men and their views of kind of like idealising women and stuff. And it should be... Should have the piss taken out of... But I kind of like the fact they've kind of turned on his head. Like, mm. these women are all flocked around, uh, 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 around Betty with a baby... And then the second that Ray, who is jealous, but the second he goes like, uh, well, who wants to change a nappy then? Oh, who wants a diaper, sorry. Who wants to change a diaper then? Suddenly all the women run off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got wet. And suddenly this idealised image of like a mountain with a baby is just totally dispelled to yep. real world kind of stuff. <laughs> Which, again, I like it when you kind of can flip something on its head. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little moment. Yeah, and I think both of us kind of felt that watching these these nice little moments that we were getting between Ray and Benny, we kind of missed them with the last two episodes. I mean, yes. I, and I thought the last two episodes were quite good. 
Well, they were great, the first part especially. Yeah, especially the first part. So, um, yeah, there's, you know, this holiday in Chicago, but we didn't get much of any well, of them together. The, you Chicago know. holiday. Yeah. Was, did I say that? You said holiday in Chicago. Yeah, that's close enough. You were elongated <laughs> it and turned around for no good reason. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, while you're saying this, do you want uh, some Bacardi or Mount Gay? Uh, should we go Bacardi? Let's yeah, let's, a bit of Bacardi. Well, we now. keep them back and forward. Oh, yeah. Mixing the rums. Mixing the rums up. Mixing the streams here. That's so a Ghostbusters reference. <laughs> I didn't get it. So you're saying? Yeah, I was saying something. Yes, yeah, so we didn't get these moments between any of them really. Um, so it's actually really nice because you've got lovely moments from Benny, from Ray, and from Dee from Baker. I think think the thing which is uh, good about this though is that you usually do most episodes, and I think the thing was with Chicago Holiday. They were going for something a bit bigger, a bit grander. So we've still got a few moments between them, but it's really nice when you've got a show like Due South, which generally works on procedure. There's general, generally a breakdown to what an episode will entail. And it's like this week, you didn't have a uh, Lieutenant Walsh moment. No, you didn't. Usually that's standard mm. operating procedure for a Due South. Yeah. But like, well, this week we're going to concentrate on another element of the... Step what a standard episode's made up of. Sometimes it's like they focus on mm. one area, like they had a bit more of the music. The music's always very prominent in Due South. But last week and the week before, in that two parter, they had whole songs where yeah. you kind of like yeah, had montages, and, and that was very nicely done. So it's almost like with Due South, yes, if you want to write your average episode, there's certain beats, certain moments you'd have in every single, mm. you'd have it in that episode. But in episode by episode, maybe one week they'll rest one element to highlight others. Yeah. And that's, I th- actually, I've never really thought about this. That might be what makes this show so special is they're prepared to break the format because yeah. there's so many of these. And I get why they do it. Like, you know, you think of any of the CSIs or NCISs or whatever. Like, they're, they're not kind of shows I watch, particularly those ones. But mm. they are a comfort blanket for people. Because they always know what they're going to get out of an episode. There are certain kind of beats you're going to hit. There's going to be... Uh, Kevin Smith once wanted to be in an episode, and he did end up being... Mm. And he was asked about being in it. He goes, you know what I really like to play, though? I'd like to be the guy who's the guy who leads them to the guy. <laughs> and that specific thing, which is in every episode, apparently, yeah. of, of one of those shows. I had no idea, but... And that was Law and Order, I think it was, that he was talking about. And... Uh, and yeah, so so the, you know, again, it's comfort food. You know what you're going to get. You know how an episode's going to break down, and you'll just have a slightly different setup and mm. plot. And like a Colombo, you and yeah. I love Colombo. I love Colombo. Yeah. But you always know what you're going to get with it. It's comforting <laughs> that you know there's a procedure to it, but the setting's a bit different. Yeah. Due South, you generally know what you're going to get, but they'll mess about with it enough that you'll get something a bit cool and a bit different each time. Yeah, and I think one of the things with this episode is. That you don't see them back at the station until you don't get that ball. No. You don't see them at the station not once during this. There's no Huey, Huey and Dewey, Huey, Dewey, Louis. Louis, whether we call them Huey Louie. Yeah, they're not in it at all. And you think this doesn't actually come across as a as a professional mission. This kind of feels a bit more personal. They've both got personally involved in this. 
Well, yeah, th- well, this gets me back to one of my points. We, we, we will go back to the notes bit, but yeah. we might just jump around a bit. So we, we have some very structured notes on this, <laughs> believe it or not, usually. It was so professional. Uh, and this is when, like, I don't know what I'm saying, I just go, Michelle, what, what's the next note? Yeah, the next <laughs> but, but on this one, I'm going to just jump around yeah. a bit, because... Where was I going? You were just going to jump around. I don't know where you're going to jump to. But I was going, going somewhere and then I talked well, about I, jumping around and yeah. I've lost my... What were you saying? Well, I was saying that, you know, we don't see them... It doesn't appear to be like a professional mission. That's it's it. It's more like a personal thing. Yeah. And uh, this is something which I noticed about this episode. Is that usually, like, Ray is the one trying to talk Benny out of the mission mm. And then having to explain to Walsh, and he kind of he flips positions. Yeah. Usually, he's trying to talk Benny out of it. Then when he's called in front of Walsh, he tries he to defend the mission, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really nice. Uh, but this time, he's just long for it, and mm. like to begin with, he's reluctant. So you still get that reluctance. He's talking about procedure and everything at the beginning. But the flip, he kind of flips yeah. himself because he yeah. feels guilty because he doesn't want to screw this baby over, and he doesn't want to screw this family mm. over. So he kind of does that bit of the lifting himself as opposed mm. to Benny talking him into it really although Benny does do a bit of the passive aggressive it's like oh no fine if you want to do that it's like whoa whoa what are you saying are <laughs> you saying I shouldn't do that no I'm just saying if you want to do that I respect that mm. it's like, but you don't think I should do it you know it's, it's very nice but that, that's played a bit more subtly this time yeah. and we talked about as we like to on this uh, show about Ray shirts yes and it's another one where he's wearing quite muted shirts as opposed to his big, loud Hawaiian ones. Mm. He's still got a lovely jacket, which has got some very 90s effects and patterning like on it. on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it's a darker colour. But this goes along with my theory that I posited a few episodes uh, of this podcast and talking about episodes of G-South, is that I think they've made a purposeful decision when an episode... I, I hope one day we get to talk to Paul Haggis about this, so I can ask him about this. Mm. I think they make a, a conscious decision that when the show is either neutral or light, Ray wears one of his big, loud, garish shirts. That's his kind of standard. But if the plot's more serious, I don't think they want that shirt to be distracting from that serious mm. moment. So they go to an orphanage and they've got to... We'll talk about that more in a minute, I know. But they've got to have Ray basically saying, it's like, no, no, we've got to turn this baby in. Talk about turning a baby into an orphanage. Which is not a light-hearted, funny moment. If he's doing that serious moment in a very garish Hawaiian shirt or 90s shirt. I don't, they're not even Hawaiian shirts. They're just... The, that was Those fashion in the, the 90s, 90s yeah. yeah. Um, then that takes away from that. I, I think it's actually quite genius. But you don't notice this until you go to break down an episode for mm. a podcast. You know, If you're just watching you're just going, this is really cool. You're, oh, isn't it weird that Ray isn't wearing one of his bright shirts this episode? But you start to pick up these patterns as you go through. Yeah, and I think that's um, quite a quite a turning point when they actually go to this orphanage. Oh, this little boy, and it's brilliant, isn't he? This this cute, cute little boy. They walk into this orphanage with this baby, about to hand it over to the authorities, and this little boy walks up to Ray, and he's like, are you my daddy? <laughs> and Ray feels so bad, he gives this boy money. Yeah, and, and Ray pitches him as a Dickensian little child. Yeah, and he feels far too guilty to go through with actually handing this baby over and thinks, oh, okay, do you know what, we'll, we'll just try and sort this out ourselves. And this little boy is on a money mission. <laughs> yeah, he goes over to his friends go, and they go, it's like, how much do you get? i got a 20 this time. <laughs> wow, wow, you're the best at this. <laughs> like, so obviously it's a game they all play as well. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice. 
Uh, and I love the fact that, again, it's another classic thing that G South does. It um, plays on your heartstrings for the moment, yeah. but then without kind of completely taking away from the heartfelt nature of it, it doesn't feel like it has to tip the wink too much, but it can make a joke out of a moment, make a lighthearted moment mm. on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was a really nice little moment and then um so they're kind of lumbered with the baby then <laughs> trying to you know figure out what's going yes. on yes I mean, who are the parents you know this baby's just turned up in their car who are the parents so they're um they're walking around trying to figure this out and there's this again a lovely little moment with benny and he's in the park with the baby and he's got on and a woman there who's got her own child and benny is giving her tips and you think you are yeah. not even a, a actually a parent and there you are given a woman who's actually got a baby tips on parenting well they they've suggested it's kind of his gained knowledge from uh uh being out in the wilderness yeah, in yeah. canada and the his knowledge from the inuit and he gives her this moss to put in yes. the in the diaper i'm trying to use the correct terminology not use nappy even though it's the great word anyway uh tries to give i wonder if canadians say nappy or diaper i don't know Say they've got quite a lot of our language, but quite a lot of the American. Mm. Well, the same language, but I never terminology. heard the word nappy said in the episode. Yeah, but it's in America, yeah. isn't it? So does mm. Benny use I? Anyway, yeah. that's another story. Uh, I will ask Johnny later. Um, so, in fact, I might Snapchat him while we're podcasting, <laughs> but that's not the point. He she he gives her this moss to put in it and goes like a, it's twice as absorbent as any linen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, Oh wow, really goes, Yeah, just check it for bugs first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your baby's bottom. Come on. Or especially if it's a girl baby and the baby no. Actually, on the baby's winky would be bad mm. still. It's it's not good either way. No. It's not. But it's like once again. It comes down to Benny sniffing things <laughs> that gives them the clues. So um, Ray's burping the baby, and of course the baby vomits on on his shoulder, which leads Benny to having a little look and a little sniff at it, and he figures out that oh, that that's not human milk, that's an animal milk, and it's not just any animal. He actually takes it to someone, doesn't he? They go to a shop or something, and they're like... Oh, what kind of, what do you make of this? And then there's an, there's an other random man from a shop sniffing this vomit off of Ray's shoulder. <laughs> he goes, yeah, uh, that's vomit. Flawlessly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Mostly> delivered. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and they discover it's not just cow's milk, it's goat's milk, you know, so then that narrows it down a little bit more and they try and figure out, you know, who actually goes shopping here for cow um, goat's milk for their babies. And they, I loved it when they were going around all the houses of the um, people that actually buy the goat's milk and they come across, you know, they're knocking on the door and then a little boy opens the door and he's got a goat in his hand. And I'll say, yeah, that was his kid. That was his kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I made that joke while we were watching it. Yeah, it wasn't funny then, it's not funny now. You laughed, yeah, shut up. But... Uh, but the other thing I love about that is that that joke, Really only play, not my joke, but the joke the of joke like... Of the, uh, the goat. No, not the goat, of having the goat's milk. Or not the joke, but the, the lead mm. of the goat's milk. I think only really works in the 90s versus now, because now I think a lot more people, there's a lot more case of lactose intolerance. Mm. So there's a lot... Like, they sell goat's milk in the supermarket. Yeah, it's not that unusual now. Yeah, it's not that unusual. Yeah. There's people who do it for choice of yeah. not drinking cow's milk because they think goat's better for them or whatever. 
So yeah, it's quite funny actually that it's uh, yeah that would kind of wouldn't work now. No, it's really weird when you watch some of these things back. It's like when you watch old horror movies back, and it's like. Uh, Oh no, the fine line's been cut. I'll just use my mobile. Yeah. So every horror film, they have to go, oh no, the cell tower's out. If it's America, or mobile phone tower. Mm. Tip. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I'm out of signal. <laughs> They've got to put in some MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. Good old MacGuffin. Which we know what that term means now. Well, I knew what it meant anyway. I know now too. I, I messaged our Canadian friend, by the way, our yes. informant. Is it nappies or diapers? Yeah, I did. Very I, important. Do you Canadians... I don't, I don't know why I say Canadians. Do you? Are you going to have Do your people... As a Canadian. <laughs> do your kind. <laughs> your peoples. Yeah. So nappies. You, you're throwing me with nappies now. Or diapers, depending. Ah. And then um, I think I got far too into it and didn't actually make any um, notes for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Again, professionals. <laughs> Enjoying it so much, you're not. Hashtag Diva Vega, hashtag professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, did I just quite slur that? Slightly. And believe me, we've had a few drinks, but that is not the drink, that is lack of sleep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, sorry, go on. How's the lag? Unless you can think of anything in between, the next bit I um, noted down was actually a clip. Look, guys, if you want to blow, 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 watch the bloody episode. Look, we're going to pick stuff which we want to talk about. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about some... Don't worry, I'm getting aggressive with the audience. Yeah. It's not like they said shit to me. <laughs> God, you're grumpy when you're tired, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I get very eccentric when I'm tired, is the thing. So what, yeah, so I think I'll just kind of explain what happened in between. So they um, they actually, you know, using this um sniff test, they find out who the family is. They take the baby back and they eventually they find the guy. They leave it with Vinny. But Deepin de Baker's not happy. Deepin de Baker. Deepin de Baker. <laughs> it's not the rum. It's not the rum. <laughs> we're honestly, we're not that drunk. I promise. No one's going to believe us. We really... It's, it's, it really is weird how sleep deprivation can come it's, off as drunk. Yeah. We could give up the booze and just do this tired, couldn't we? Well, ge- genuinely, through lack of sleep, uh, uh, I started to get a migraine the other day, on the Friday... And I was on the train home. I was repeating. I forget what it was. Actually, it was it was before I got on the train. I was walking along the street, and I decided to read a sign to myself. There was a sign in the shop or something. I can't even remember what it said, but I'd, it was kind of two words, and I knew my mind was going. Look, that sounds like I'm going to see now, but I knew I was struggling, so I decided to repeat those words back to myself for some reason. I was very aware how much I was slurring them. Very weird. Anyway, sorry, I don't know why I brought that up. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. So, Diefenbaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they they, you know, they hand the baby back over and they're like, oh, we've done our good deed. We can, you know, conscience clear, we can walk away. Baby's back with his daddy. But Diefenbaker's still, like, scratching at the door, isn't he? <laughs> and oh, yeah. yeah, they go back and like, where's Diefenbaker? He's scratching at the door. He's not happy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously, Benny's saying, hmm, okay, something's not right. So, they kick down the door he doesn't knock on it again does it? he's just like mm, kick it down <laughs> he's an action uh, mounty <laughs> and we love him for it obviously he's gone he's climbed out the window with the baby um, and he's off well to what we know now is the adoption agency 
Yes. So it's kind of selling the baby, but through... Well, that was a very nice way of doing it, that they had them yeah. in the adoption agency and, like, uh, Ray's doing his usual job yeah. of going in uh, like a, a blunt knife and going, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to shut you down. God, you think I'm messing? Come on, everyone, like, you know, waving his badge around the ship. And then they go, it's like, no, we're legal, we're legit. Look, there's Mother's signature. Oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice thing. I do like when they do stuff like that. Mm. Again, it's... This is kind of what makes it from... Even an average, pleasing episode of any show and due south. So there's little twists, little kind of some, some different beat to how the story might be on another show. That makes it kind of cool that the mum who's been so worried about the baby is actually one of the ones who put them up for adoption because mm-hmm. they fell in the helpless situation. Yeah, you know, at the time I think she probably thought, yes, this is the best thing for the baby, but obviously, I mean, I mean, what what a decision to make. And she, she, you kind of get the feeling she probably regretted it as soon as she did it and she couldn't quite cope with the fact that she was going to be giving her baby away and she panicked, she tried to run away with the baby, tried to get rid of the baby so it wouldn't be taken away. Oh. Tell you what, she then goes outside, or, well, he goes outside the adoption agency, followed by the woman, and they have a little conversation. Shall we hear a bit of that? Go on, then. God, that wasn't too much of a cheesy setup. <laughs> Vinny. Heartbreaking. It is. Heartbreaking. I mean, it's a beautiful moment. I love the fact that they don't... They add that complexity so that none of them are bad people, none mm-hmm. of them are bad people, uh, which is always the way of, like, a due south, much like uh, Benny finds the good in people mm-hmm. and in these characters. But she, who is the one who we've been kind of following as the moral centre of the episode, or, you know, yeah. of the couple... The one who wants the baby to be safe and to protect the baby and to keep the baby with them. Yeah. Is the one of the ones who signed the adoption paper. We yeah, didn't yeah. know that. And he, who seemed like very brutish and like he's very trying to sell their baby away. Yeah. Was talking about how like they can give these, this other couple can give the baby the life they can't. Mm. Lovely little kind of uh, twist on everything we know about those characters. Yeah. And somehow, even though Due South... If you think about the formula, there is there are formulas there. There are stuff that, if you think about it, 
you should be able to kind of figure out what's going to happen. You should be able to figure out this plot twist coming. Producer that's so engaging. You get caught up in what they're showing you, not what they're obviously yeah, going yeah. to do. Not think, kind of thinking ahead. You're just kind of yeah, like following it as it's going. Yeah. And I actually liked it a little bit afterwards as well. It's like you know he, the car is driving off, and and here's you know Benny and Ray. They really wanted to kind of get this baby back to its mother. And they think, well, you know, all the papers are signed. This is legal. There's nothing we can do about it. And Ray's like, you know, that's it. It's over. I think he said something like that. It's over. And, you know, and then you get Benny going, well, it's, it's not quite over yet. And you see this little Diefenbake head in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, it's almost like Diefenbaker's got his own mission. He's going like, yeah. right, I'm off. <laughs> Put me in the field. Like, I'll take care of this. He's just like, when did he? Get in there, yeah. <laughs> you sneaky little thing, you. But that's just beautiful thing. Again, it's not. It's not even not uncommon thing for Due South. And I think from this moment on, we start to see it more in the show. Yeah. Where Deep and Bake will just go up and do his own mission. I think, yeah. Then I mean, we didn't question it, did we? No. We were just like, yeah. Oh, yeah in the Deep, car. Deep will be off there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, of course he did. And there is this wonderful thing of like, yeah, where Deep and Baker is looking after the baby and definitely cares for the baby, but also starts looking after the dad, after yeah. Vinny, who we've just seen to be a more rounded character mm. than we might have imagined, a bit more of a nice guy than we thought. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was a beautiful twist and something maybe a little less predictable, even though we didn't predict the other thing, mm. uh, is that, yeah, of course... Stephen Baker's going to worry for the dad who's trying to do the right thing mm. and isn't doing the right thing. He thinks he is because he's trying to care for the kid. and He's just trying to solve everybody's problems, isn't he? Yeah, like, like him, his partner, the baby. They won't be broke anymore. The The baby will be yeah. well looked after and have a better life than they can offer. And yeah, and and Deep feels for them. Yeah, it really actually reminded me of Dotty. I, I did, did. There, there's just so many moments. Uh, uh, when I was with my ex-wife and with the kids, and like during arguments, she'd come up and she did this thing of throwing a paw in your face. Mm-hmm. We used to think it was like shut up, like <laughs> stop shouting at people, stop getting so aggro. But uh, we looked it up one day, and it turns out like when a dog does that, that's them trying to groom you back. Aww. Because, like, so when you stroke them, they're trying to do that back mm. to you to soothe you because they can sense that even though you're, you're on the surface seem very angry, you're in turmoil as much as you're putting turmoil out there. Mm. And I feel like that's that guy. So I, I really connected to that moment quite personally, actually. It's quite beautiful. Oh, bless. Yeah. <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, and the Diefenbaker moment continues. You know, the, this guy, he takes the baby to a motel... And Diefenbake even sneaks into this motel room before the guy and the baby even get in there. So when, yeah. when they're in the hotel, Diefenbake is he's in there and he is waiting for them. It's already had the chocolate on the yeah. pillow, which isn't going to be good for his stomach. No, but this is great, but it's like, you know... It's, that, that didn't happen in the episode. No, it didn't, because right? chocolate's bad for, for dogs. That's what I said, which isn't going to be good yeah. for him. Jeez. Poison. Uh, so yeah, so as the man's checking in, like Diefenbaker is looking through the window, and you know that he's lip reading um, what the man is saying, and he's like, "Because the man very obviously kind of uh, mouths room six. 
and he's, he's just like, there might have been put on slightly <laughs> for the cameras. I think he um he didn't need to say it quite as um obviously as he did. So when he held up a wiry coat, he spells Simon said room six. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in with, as the maid's coming out and flips it around and it says on the other side, for anyone reading. <laughs> room six. Yeah, so in he goes. And there's just this, this lovely moment as Deep and Baker's kind of like laying near the baby. The man's like, will you get out? <laughs> and obviously Deep and Baker's not going anywhere. And he turns around to the door like, can you get out of there? And there's <laughs> Benny stood at the door and he's like, oh my God. And there's you as well. Can't get away from the, you and the wolf. But there's also these lovely moments when uh, the guy's looking really pissed off with Deep and Baker. And then Diefenbaker gives a look or a growl or something, and he looks really like, what? Okay. Jeez. You know? <laughs> okay, I didn't know you felt so strongly about it. He reacts to him like it's a human talking to him. Mm. It's the Chewbacca of it all. You know, it's like when you watch the Star Wars films or any of those kind of characters that when they make a saying growl or a noise, people treat them as if they're just saying something. And it's, uh, it's the idea that Diefenbaker is that expressive. Mm. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's mm. really is quite lovely. Uh, and they have this wonderful conversation, Michelle. They do. About uh, the meaning of uh, what a wolf is and how the Inuit see it. So uh, maybe we should play a clip of that. Oh, I think we might. According to the textbooks, a wolf is a hunter, an animal of prey. The Inuit, the Inuit take a very different view of it. The Inuit, the people of the north. They have their own idea of why the wolf was created. Interested? In the beginning, uh, so it was legend, there was a man and a woman. And nothing else on earth walked or swam or flew. And so the woman dug a big hole in the ground and she started fishing in it. And she pulled out all of the animals. The last animal she pulled out was the caribou. thought this is about wolves, man. Well, they'll be along in a minute. Huh. And so the woman set the caribou free and ordered it to multiply. And soon the land was full of them. And the people lived well. They were happy. But the hunters... The hunters only killed those caribou that were big and strong. And soon all that was left were the weak and the sick. And the people began to starve. And so the woman had to make magic again. And this time she called Amarak, spirit of the wolf to whittle out the weak and the sick so that the herd would once again be strong. The people realized that the caribou and the wolf were one. For although the caribou feeds the wolf, it is the wolf that keeps the caribou strong. So what are you saying? The wolf's gonna eat me? Perhaps. <laughs> uh, it's lovely I, I love those stories and uh, again I think it's something we've seen already in the series that uh, Benny bursts into these stories sometimes but that becomes more and more a feature of, of episodes as well so I think like what a Juice South episode is is still evolving as we're going in because it's still the first series and I feel like they still add elements and they maybe take elements away or trim elements a bit we're starting to see a, a formula, like mm. you know, uh, emerge even more. Like there's there's this wonderful Inuit soliloquy which comes up later, in a later episode. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, we're getting to that now. 
Yeah, that's not future cast this. <laughs> yeah, so sticking with this one, so Benny disappears. You know, he gives this story and then he, he vanishes and he, and Vinny's left with the baby and the wolf. By the way, that's Dottie you can hear snoring in the background. This is uh Jesus Christ. I mean she does this quite regularly on my other podcast. I think she's not done this before so much on this one, but anyway. Yeah, she's enjoying it, obviously. Yeah. Well that, that I've always joked that that's a sign that she's enjoying an interview, which I do interviews a lot for my other podcast, is that she starts she snores a bit louder, you know, it's like this is a good one. Yeah, I want to be involved in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I shall get my voice in there. Yeah, so from the motels, um, you know, these bad guys that want the money off of Vinny, they they return. And they want to make sure that he sells this baby so they get their money. Yes. So they escort him to this airport where this rich couple are waiting to get their baby. The the rich couple and the lawyer, they're all there waiting. Vinny turns up with this baby and then the mother turns up and you just think, oh, it's heartbreaking. You know, she's like, I just want to say goodbye to my baby. And you're waiting for, like in any other one of these shows, for the good guys to swoop in and save Mm. the day. And uh, Ray's like, yeah, we're going to incede, yeah, or something along those lines. And Penny's like, sometimes you need to make let people make decisions for themselves. Mm. And uh, I try not to do this too often, but I'm going to make a Doctor Who analogy here. Okay. I try to keep this purely <laughs> due south here, but it is one of these moments a bit, you know, where it's very Doctor Who-like. Because uh, there's some moments in Doctor Who where he decides that he can't interfere, that it's kind of it's a job for the humans to make their own decisions, their own destiny for the planet Earth. This is on a slightly smaller scale, but that's what Benny's doing here. Mm. He's, he's like, you can't solve people's problems for them. That's very powerful, I think. it's uh, He will do what he can to save the day. Sometimes people have to make their own choices, good, good or bad. It's their mm. choice, and that's very important. Yeah, you know, and and for a moment I kind of thought maybe this baby's going to go to this couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for a moment, only for a moment. <laughs> and and how does it all get resolved? Well, you know, they see this, you see the briefcase full of money, this rich um, couple about to hand it over, and you keep seeing these images go from the baby to the money, the baby to the money, and you just end up thinking he's not going to choose the money over his baby, he just can't. He, he takes the briefcase and he just smacks the baddie next to him around the face of it and does a runner with the baby. Yeah, but what's the clincher? Oh, there's a lovely little moment. A lovely little moment, which... Um, yeah, the bad guy, he's, he's ready, like, the the, the, uh, Mark, the Hulk, we'll call him. <laughs> we'll call him the Hulk. The Hulk is uh, there going, with the baby in his hand, going, look, you can shoot me, but you're not going to get the baby. Ultimately, of course, if you shoot him, he's going to get the baby anyway, but it's like he's... Mm. He's making a stand. He's doing a brave thing. And the guy goes, well, okay, then he's ready to shoot him. And Deef comes to the rescue. Like, even though they're going to watch and they're going to let it play out and they're going to let them make their own destiny, Deef's there to stop people getting shot. Yeah. Deef to the rescue. Good old Deef. <laughs> even if he is a Deefer, uh, Deef and Diva? Deef and Diva. Diva Baker? Diva Baker. It could be either. Hashtag, they both sound good. Hashtag Diva Baker. Yeah. It was, that was yeah, him. Yeah, hashtag Diva Baker. But Even though he is a Diva Baker, it's also a hashtag Diva Hero. Mm. <laughs> but there was a moment before that you picked up on, which was quite funny. It's like, you know, this baddie gets smacked around the face. <laughs> he's just about to lose all this money. And then he stands up with, he's got his like cronies next to him. And he's not just like, shoot him. He's, 
shoot him, please. Yeah, would you shoot him, please? please? <laughs> the most Canadian murderer polite. ever. <laughs> it was a little too polite, I think, for being such a, you know, badass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe he was Canadian. We don't know. <laughs> and they have kind of got a, because this is the airport, they've got a classic uh, uh, Casablanca-esque ending. Say how familiar you are you with uh, that I've film? never seen it. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It is an amazing film. You have to watch this. Uh, timeless. But at the end of that film, you got two guys kind of walking away and they're chained to each other and they say at the end, like, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. They kind of have the, the kind of moment of that with uh, Ray and Benny. They're chatting and panning around, talking about hair again and the bald spot, and they reference a moment which happened earlier. Yeah. It's just a nice little kind of like they've wrapped up the business of the day. They don't have any business. Like, usually that'd be a bit where you cut back to the station house mm. from, you know, from something. You know, they, they, they would have had moments set up earlier, though, in the station house. They haven't had that, so you can't no. do that. Then going back to the calf, that doesn't really work. They're just going to walk into the distance. And Ray's chain. like got his arm around Benny as yeah. they're walking away, like they're a couple. If you watch uh, Casablanca, you'll see what I mean. Okay. It's very reminiscent. Maybe uh, it's taken from that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's taken from that. Maybe, though, yeah. That's, Maybe. That seems like something <laughs> which Paul Haggis might put in a little reference. It's not It's not now an average reference, but it's a very subtle reference. Mm. Um. So a lovely little episode. Uh, uh, Michelle, it's time for the business We've got the upfront business, we've mm-hmm. got the talking about the episode, mm-hmm. then we've got the ending business. Mm-hmm. First thing we do, depending on what order we do it that week, but this week the first thing we're going to do is give it a rating. So how many babies? <laughs> babies, okay. Uh, I'll give it... We've got to pick something from the episode. I... Oh, sorry, is there something else from that episode which is more relevant? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'll go for eight, I think, just because it's been a, ref- a refreshing episode after not seeing any of them together and being so many lovely moments in this one. It's not like a big standout episode, but it was a really enjoyable one. So eight babies. Eight seems quite high to me. I'm going to go eight out of ten. Not by much, I will give you, but but it does seem like it almost would have been a stock episode. But the execution is very nice. Mm. And then adding uh, Deefen Baker so highly without seeing, seeing forced. And it, like, yeah, let's never forget, in a lot of shows, the kid character or the animal character can be cheesy, it can be distracting, it can not be great. But Stephen Bacon can sort of carry scenes, it's incredible. Uh, but for that reason, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. Because okay. I think we're going to get the 8, 9s and 10s later on. And it'll mean more if I kind of reserve okay, my, okay. my ratings for, for those episodes because there's going to be some high hitters later. Mm, there will be. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm going a little bit high, but I think it's yeah, I true think true. it's because of the last couple of episodes that this one has kind of kind of bumped it up so high. For okay, me. okay, yeah. Uh, so, let's go Diefenbaker oh. moment of the week first. There were so many, it was tricky. For me, I think my, my Dief, uh, moment... I think my deep moment. My deep moment. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm going to say it's the one where he's in the car with the baby as Vinny's driving off, and his head just kind of like pops up, and Benny's like, 
That's uh, nice. This is Nova. Yeah. Because it, it was an unexpected little moment. I didn't know he was See, in that like car. We had comedy deep moments. We had dramatic <laughs> deep moments. We had whimsical deep moments. You know. uh, I would have said, I was almost going to say, the moment near the beginning where uh, he growls at... Mm. At Ray, it's yeah. both a comedy moment, a very serious moment. It, it sets up a lot of pipe for the rest of the episode. I was going to say that. But then at the end, Stephen Baker saved the day. Yeah, he did. He did. Like, things don't... Like, the guy gets shot if he doesn't do that. Yeah. No other Stephen Baker moment, no matter how much I might think <laughs> funny or cool or whatever, can match up to that. Stephen Baker gets... How often does Stephen Baker get to be this... So central. Okay, yeah. yeah I mean, he can be moments. part of the end solution, but he pretty mm. much was it. What's that, Michelle? Nothing. Is that something about needing a wee really oh, bad? Like, super bad. Was that room number like, six? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you go for a wee once you've picked, first of all. Mm, what do we do first? <laughs> Your most American of the week first. All right, my most American of the week. I'm going to go for Vinny okay. because I think he's, you know, he wants this kind of American dream for his child. He wants the best for him. He wants him, you know, as much as he loves this baby, he wants to be able to give him the best in life. He wants him to go on, maybe be successful and. He was going to give him to a rich family. He thought he was going to be well looked after. And I think, you know, the American dream is succeeding in life, isn't it? And and I think he feels that his baby would be able to do that with this other family. It's what interesting. You... Expand on that a bit more. No. No. <laughs> I would say the kid <laughs> in the orphanage. Oh, Enterprising. Okay. Enterprising. Trying to make a buck yeah. from the thing. Let me just tell you a bit more about it. No one wants to hear it's it. It's almost like uh, <laughs> no Donald Trump before he became evil. <laughs> <laughs> enterprising spirit that he once had. Before Not... he became bigly. Yeah, uh, and conning people. Anyway, um, so that's the most American. American, show. yeah. But, and take your time on this one. No. The most... Canadian of the week. <laughs> I well, strangely, as he started off as the original American, I'm gonna go Ray for my most Canadian. Canadian. Well, we have got pre- precedent that you can't pick Ray for most American. You can't pick Benny for most Canadian. Yeah. But the other way around, we have allowed before. So I'm yeah. gonna allow. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for Ray. Can't do it too often though, even with the flip. All right. All right. <laughs> but we'll allow it. Uh, that was precedent. Precedent. Set by Johnny White Trash. Mm. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but it was. Um, in our uh, Broomman episode. Mm. Men with Brooms. Mm. So my most Canadian... I really want to think about this one, Michelle. <laughs> Just put it out there. Don't think about it. Just... I'm going to say... Uh, I've forgotten her name. The the mum. Okay. I'm going to say Alice, but I might have just made that up. Kind of, oh, let me have a look at it. Oh, look for it. No, we're going to go for the mum. It doesn't matter what I her name really is. Remember. doesn't matter what the name is. Oh, well, of course. It's obviously that name. Do you want me to tell you what it is, Michelle? Please. Just... <laughs> Louise. Louise. Louise, Louise Weber. Uh, Vinny's missus. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, uh, she may have lost her way a bit, but uh, like, no, not even a Canadian's perfect. She was the moral <laughs> centre, she was the heart. Yeah, okay. Other than, you know, any of the... Central characters which we're not allowed to pick. Okay. 
So, Michelle, where can they find us online? <laughs> oh, you can find us. You can find us on Facebook. And uh, Twitter. Facebook? What's Facebook? What's um, Facebook. No, explain what Facebook is. No, oh, no, what are we on Facebook? Shush. Facebook, I think, is just uh, Do Stuff by Southeast. Yep, on, uh, um, in the group. Yep. Yeah, in the group. Um, Twitter is um, at Do Stuff by Southeast. No. No, Do South BSE. Yeah, at Do South BSE. And our email address. Email is doselfbse at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, on um, Google we're, Hangouts. We're, we're not on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> what about our MySpace? <laughs> and we're, of course, proud, proud members of... The Wonky Spanner Network, yes. the finest podcast network known to man whilst I'm recording this podcast. If I'm recording Galloway <laughs> Stands, I shout a few others, but they're all great. They are, honestly, The Wonky Spanner is second to none. You can find them at The Wonky Spanner on Twitter and all over the interwebs. Them, mm. Check out one of their other shows, Michelle, mm. like uh, Nerd vs. World or uh, The Wonky Gaming Cast, I want to say. I think that's right. You can say that. Anyway, it's a great network. Check it out. Um, and yeah, Michelle, it's been great talking to you. And I think we should chat a little while longer. No, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done? Oh, in the chair. <laughs> On your chair. Wait, <laughs> Michelle. So, from this very sleepy episode of Huge South by Southeast, where, God, Dutty Baker really has just zonked out. Mm hmm. My name has been Detective Squee. I've been Mountie Michelle. And with us has been... Dottie Baker. And until next week, Michelle, if they happen to have, say, a compass to hand... Which... I'm going to shout out with us now. <laughs> which direction should they keep it pointed? Oh, I think they should just point it um, due south by southeast. Is there anything else we say? No. Okay, sorry, you go now. You go last. Um, uh, sorry, I haven't set up the song. <laughs> I was so busy. I was so busy taking the piss. I had one job, Michelle. I had one job. <laughs> one job. job. Uh, <sighs> Amateurs. Yeah. I'm still saying out. <laughs> Could you set it up any quicker? So, Michelle, to reiterate, <laughs> where should they keep their compasses pointed until next week? Due south by southeast. <laughs> Okay, Michelle, now go for your due south by south P. It hurts so bad. <laughs> 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 <laughs>